The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Hello, this is Homeboy88 of the Homeboy88 Podcast. If you like hip-hop, video games, pro wrestling, conspiracy theories, and comedy, come check out the Homeboy88 Podcast, constantly in the top Apple Podcast charts. Check out my back catalog featuring some of the funniest wrestling shows ever created. The Homeboy88 Podcast. Search for it and listen today.
HMD, uh, HMG, Revolution Post Game Show. I am your host, Jimmy T, and my co-host, they're back, they're always here. It is Mr. Chris Ams, it's the AMBS, and that's Ams with Noel, and bullshit first thing in the morning, it is Chris Ams. Welcome to the Revolution Post Game Show, my friend, and what's going on? Thanks, Jimmy. Thank you. Yes, it's this. It's, uh, it's Mr. Christopher Ams. That's A M B S. That lands with no L. Bullshit first thing in the morning. I'll keep saying it if you uh, don't remember or if you forget at any point. Uh, yeah, as Wheeler Yuta would say, fuck this shit. <laughs> fuck this shit indeed, Chris. Well, next is the evil man himself. He is evil dose, he is the foreign object, he's even a doctor, heck, he's even a lawyer. It is Dr. Jeff Lippman, welcome to the Revolution Post Game Show, man. What? What what? I don't care. Really? It's like it, that? What? It has been a long weekend. This is this is what, what my 10th podcast of the weekend, like going back to Friday. Holy moly. Listen, this show was mercifully only nine matches long, including the, the pre-show. But still, too long. I, I don't remember Sunday pay-per-views. I don't know how we used to do this all the time. Yeah, I don't know how, how we did it either, man. But Frank Tesh, is that how you pronounce it, Chris? Says hi, Chris. Hey, Frank. Do you know him personally, or is just a listener? No, he's just a listener. He's, uh, I'm sh- he's, he's, uh, he's usually got some pretty cool comments and stuff on the HMG Facebook page and stuff like that. He's cool. pretty active over there. So, what's up, Frank? What up, Frank? Thank you for like hey, listening. Frank, where's the I'm high looking. dose? Where's the high tea? <laughs> well, you I've got a high tea. Me. Don't worry about it. I've got a high tea on me. It's Tony Coca. Just saying, yeah. <laughs> anyway, fellas, let's talk AEW Revolution. As Jeff alluded to, it was pretty long. Um, and to be honest, I felt this show was so predictable, even though we got one wrong, guys. Yeah. Anybody? Yeah, I went 8 out of 9. I shouldn't go 8 out of 9. That makes two of us. Chris, I don't know what your predictions were, but did you get everything right? Uh, close enough. I mean, I wasn't. there wasn't a lot of predictions that I was really too worried about on this one because it kind of seemed like everything was going in the direction that it eventually went in. I mean, I was surprised like you guys were in the trios match, but other than that, it's basically went how you'd expect it to. You know yeah, what I was surprised by? That there What's weren't that? other matches added, that there weren't other pre-show. Like, I, I thought that they'd throw in the, the Blackpool Combat Club versus the Dark Order, that they'd have Jade Cargill come out and do an open challenge or you know, something, I, you know, I'm glad that they didn't, um, because again, nine matches, I can't imagine, another 12 to 14 match card might have killed me, this, this this came pretty good, and not because the show was bad, I mean, we'll get into that as we go, I mean, I don't think it was bad, I just don't think it was very good. No, it wasn't bad, it wasn't bad at all, but uh, it just, it's a show that, that makes you think, you know, scratch your head, it's basically a show that makes you think things that make you go, hmm. If you know what I mean. Or is it, hmm. <laughs> I shouldn't do that because, you know, people are pretty sensitive these days. I'm just joking. This is joking. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them channel- if they can't take a joke. ChannelAttitude.com. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's get into it first off. Um, do we talk about the pre-show match, which was uh, essentially Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers 
defeating Ari Davari and the Varsity Athletes. Uh, not much to really report on other than just your typical six men type of matchup, right, Chris? Shitty six man to open the night. Um, yeah, pretty much what you expected. Right now, Mark Briscoe isn't going to be taking a whole lot of losses on TV. And uh, I'm happy about that. I love Mark Briscoe. I hope they actually push him in, here in this company because, yeah, I mean, I, I'm one of these guys who's like, I loved the Briscoes. I did. I never. I have never cared much about ROH. I'm not one of these guys who who like who's you know a hardcore Ring of Honor fan and just you know thinks Dalton Castle is fucking brilliant or anything like that. He but used to be Briscoes, all right. I was a fan of his at one stage. Believe it or not. See, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. But the Briscoes, I have always fucking loved those guys. I've always thought that those guys were brilliant and. It's just sad to me that this is the version of, you know, Mark Briscoe that we're going to get in on a major television program. I, I wish I really wish that they would have given them a shot uh, as a tag team, because, I mean, you could have run a you could have run a whole year of them versus M versus FTR in a program. And I would have been enthralled. I agree. Uh, Jeff, what do you think of the first matchup on the pre-show? I mean, there was like zero psychology in it. The the only thing I really watched this match mostly for because the the result was a foregone conclusion. I mean, one well, Penta has got to dial back on this Cerro Miedo. It's it's too much. It's 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 at the point of being beyond stupid. Like you're a stupid wrestler doing it that much. Um, <laughs> Phoenix botched a Hurricane Rana in the corner really bad, and it looks like he might have come down awkwardly. I mean, I hope not. But with Phoenix, every misstep you're afraid he's going to be out for six months. Um, but the main thing that I was starting with is that I watched this match mostly to see if there would be rules enforced in, in a trios match. And in fact, this match oh, looked like it had more semblance of regular tag team rules. Mm -hmm. I want to see if that would apply to the trios titles match, which of course it didn't. But uh, yeah. anyway, this is a feel good match for the beginning. It was a little bit too long, but it was the only pre-show match. So I guess it wasn't in fact a little too long. Uh, I actually you know, would have rather had a, a second match on there somewhere and then not all the talky talk but okay it is what it is talky talk yeah. the good old talky talk it is what it is talk but um talk. look yeah for me um look yeah it was a nothing match i mean we had tony niece i don't even know why he's there to be fair um yeah penta and and uh phoenix at this point feel like jobbers i mean have they have they lost their spark or what guys i mean there's nothing to him anymore. And as far as Pac goes, for a guy that gets paid apparently around about a million and a half, according to the dirt sheets, I mean, shit, they're not getting their money's worth. That's for sure. I mean, where is Pac? Is he, does any of you guys know if he's been resting on the in, on the independence or anything like that? Anyone? Not a clue. Jeff and I are the wrong people to ask who's wrestling <laughs> on the independence in Europe. Oh, Jeff! Jeff knows quite a bit. Uh, so sometimes I see things, but no, I, I haven't seen anything about him. Um, there is an AW media scrum, so I'm going to put it on, but I'm going to turn the volume way down. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest. I, I kind of <laughs> wouldn't have mind uh, watching that because I want to know what his bullshit's going to be. He's probably going to tell us that it was a sellout, but clearly it wasn't. I mean, they were very subjective with their camera angles. They never gave you a full pan, but um. Well, good because they should. They should hide. They should hide it. I mean, I I agree with with that aspect. Of it. Listen, I thought that they the 
the it, you know they didn't they didn't even try to sell tickets for the for the upper tier. They didn't sell out the the you know the, the middle tier probably you know but they they sold about eight about eighty two eighty three hundred tickets at, at last count and they you know had about eighteen or nineteen hundred open seats. I don't know if they got walk ins or no shows or whatever. But listen, for a pay per view, it's not particularly impressive. But for AW, it's pretty typical. It, it was okay. I mean, the the crowd was okay, and and for whatever reason, the crowds always seem livelier for the AEW shows than the, than the WWE shows. I don't know if it's because it's mostly no. like, you know, people between 18 and 38 where WWE is mostly families. I don't know if it's because of the piped in noise. I, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but, uh, no way, know. Jeff, no, not, not compared to Montreal this past uh, month. Well, that was an aberration. That's why you remember it. Cause Montreal was such an impressive crowd. Right. But even, uh, the rumble, I feel like the WWE pay-per-views, the, the fans have been pretty lively. Hmm. I don't know. They're, they're, they 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 pick their spots. That's fair enough. I mean, well, it depends on the city they're in too, also, and what event it is. But uh, yeah, uh, that's, yeah, uh, Evansville, uh, Indiana, not well, yeah. so much. Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Yeah, you're gonna get some noise. I'm gonna say it now. Montreal is one of my favorite like places to watch wrestling. Not that I've been there, but I'm saying just watching it on TV. I mean, that that fan base is just fucking brilliant. Montreal is one of the best places to watch any live sporting event. It, like anything that you can think of, Montreal is fantastic. Uh, think back to when the UFC uh, did their pay-per-view there with uh, George St. Pierre retain, uh, regaining the championship against Matt Serra. I mean, the roof basically came off of that place. Oh, uh, if you're a fan of hockey at all, uh, the Montreal Canadiens are basically the local um, equivalent to, I don't know, Judaism in the East Coast, or uh, you know, they're basically the the state religion uh, in Montreal. So yeah, I mean, Montreal is a great place to watch any live sports. So well, it'd be awesome watching the Canadians mm. at the Bell Center. That'd be pretty brilliant. But guess what, guys? Ole, 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 ole. You two have to get back on the topic. <laughs> speaking of ole, and speaking of getting off topic. Uh, we're gonna have a little guest actually on our hands, guys. Because oh, it's all about this motherfucker right here. It is the Ocho Ocho. Oh, Homeboy 88. Oh, it's I'm all just, about you, bro. I'm, I just want to chill on the cut. You know, you called me. I, I was thinking you want me on the show. Hey, I like the fucking card. I like Jungle Boy. I mean, he defeated <laughs> Christian Cage. MJF is my favorite. He defeated Daniel Danielson in the Iron Man match. I know what the fuck's going on. This is great. Show's over, everyone. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, did I fuck it up? No, no, no good. you're good. It's you're fine. good, bro. You're I'm good. Ready to go. Actually, I'm very ready good. To take a nap. You're Just well behaved, as a matter of fact. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you know, people are watching that shit. They're not waiting for your show to hear the results. They're actually going to watch the event, right? Not always. Uh, I mean, if they're smart, they would wait for our show. <laughs> Unless they're blind and then they want to hear the audio version, right? Then they That's sense. right. It's, a, it's like John, picturing John, you trying to buy a lowrider. And John Chicago. Jones defeated Surreal Gun in one Oh, such round. a big fucking win. I mean, look who they put him against, bro. Come on. No, that, that was supposed that to be That was designed for him to get his belt back, man. If I was a real gun, I would I would bury my head in the sand like a fucking ostrich. That was embarrassing, bro. That was embarrassing, and he looked like a fat fuck just quietly. Nah. But John Jones, he looked like he, he was did. He put on a lot of weight, but he's still a killer, Revolution. man. 
Oh, this is a UFC fucking uh, review show. <laughs> yeah, up, sorry, homeboy. We do okay. unfortunately have to talk about a dub, bro. So, if you want to, you know, stay with us and talk wrestling, you can. Yeah, as, you know, for sure. Oh uh, well, here we are. We got homeboy. By the way, Alexa Grasso winning was way more impressive, like beforehand. That was like, way cooler. <laughs> and she's from Mexico. And she's from Mexico. What the no, fuck is going on with homeboy? Mexico champions from Mexico. We've had other champions that are Mexican. All right, you have right. two choices. You can talk Don't about play me, the fuck you want and I leave, or you can talk about the show and I stay. <laughs> oh, oh, look at this guy complaining. Listen, about I four people. I really don't. I'm agnostic on. I'm just telling you. One way I'm leaving. One way I'm staying. You know. Uh, oh, look. Apparently, uh, Frank says in the chat, "Get on the scrum." And now I feel like we're missing something here. But uh, it just started. Like Tony Khan okay, just right. came down there in a, in a David Byrne over oversized tan suit. Well, anyway, let's get into. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, can you hear? Have you got closed captions on, Jeff? No, I don't have closed captions on. You, you probably should because I want to know what excuses he has for this event. But anyway, he's not. Uh, he's, he just MJF was walking out on a crutch, yelling at the crowd. That, that I mean, right now it's okay. okay. All right, fair enough. Well, anyway, we go into the actual show proper. Oh no, it wasn't. Sorry, what am I talking about? That's still the pre-match. But the first match, it is Chris Jericho versus Absolute Ricky Starks. Um, you know what? From what I saw, because at the time my feed was sort of playing up. But uh, Ricky Starks and Jericho seemed like a decent matchup. Nevertheless, this was an obvious win for Ricky Starks via pinfall with the Rochambeau. Chris, I think you didn't really catch this match, but if you did, what would you think? Uh, well, I thought that Ricky Starks had one of his best matches in AEW. Um, I think that a lot of guys have good matches against Chris Jericho on pay-per-views. I think that Jericho is sort of slowly becoming a master of saving himself for when it matters. And I think that he did that here with this. Um, we started, <laughs> this started sort of a, a tale of the tale of the night here where um, yet another, uh, you know, we'll get into it as we go on, but it's like every single time there was a former WWE superstar, they lost to the hmm. AEW original. Um, well, not everybody actually, Chris. Uh, it was a bunch of upsets uh, on this pay-per-view. Just saying. Upsets? Not really. I, 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 any upset. I think there was only one upset. But, one upset. Uh, I mean, now it's I mean, we did get this card pretty much ninety-nine percent right. This was again. We we talked about this earlier in the week on on some of our shows. I talked about Hammerlock Hangover. We talked about it on Cage. We talked about it on Smack Attack. That I don't know if they did it on purpose or by accident. Just turned this way. But this was the opportunity for them to have a reset and commit to their pillars as opposed to all of the imports, the mercenaries, and, and the hired guns. And they did it. Uh, for, the, for the most part, they did it one way or another. And almost all of the right people won. And actually, the one I got wrong, I'm happy they won. I, I'm just confused by it, but I'm happy. And, and I should get things wrong. But as far as this match is concerned, this match was fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It just didn't. This could have been a match on Dynamite. It didn't feel like a giant blow-off to a major grudge feud match. It, it, it didn't feel like the end of a, of a, of a blood feud. It, it was just, it was okay. It could have been on Dynamite. Nothing wrong with it, but nothing exciting about it either. But Ricky Starks won. He should have won. The JS was banned from ringside. Yeah, Sammy Guevara still ran down, but Action Andretti came out and speared him. 
unlike Sami Zayn totally because he was in a gray hoodie not a black hoodie so completely different <laughs> thing altogether but like did you notice that it was originally a no DQ match then they banned the jazz and then somebody must have told them me that how do you ban someone when it's a no DQ match? So they they took out the no DQ. They stopped matching. Ah, it's fucking stupid, man. The the logic of this company and especially TK is just silly. But uh, Mister Ocho Ocho, which is not how you say eighty eight in Spanish, just quietly, homeboy. Ochenta Ocho, but okay. Yeah. So right, Ochenta Ocho. Maybe he doesn't want to be Ochenta Ocho. Maybe he wants to be Ocho Ocho. You think he yeah. doesn't know his own language? Well then, he, well, is it Homeboy '88 or is I mean, it Homeboy '88? Moment where he where he actually <laughs> did did the wrong can we, thing. Can we not go five minutes into the name, Jimmy? Come on, Jeff right. Oh, whatever, Homeboy. Whatever, <laughs> man. Mister Ocho Ocho. But anyway, I um, agree. Jeff's right. Are, are you right? angry, Jeff? Always. Oh, he's that's angry. The, he's angry that you're here. That's the secret cap. I'm always angry. We had such a good interview, man. What's going on? I'm not angry about you. I'm, I'm angry that it's 12:30 at night, and and I've been. This is like my 23rd podcast of the weekend. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, we have done a lot of shows, all of us, one way or the other. But anyway, um, I know I you didn't like watch 50 50 calling out sick tomorrow at work. Like, luckily oh, yeah. nobody, no, luckily nobody there listens or watches anything. Was it think. Ring of Honor that did that to you? Be honest. Oh my God! Yeah, right. <laughs> let me, I will just me, add this: Ricky Starks is an up and coming star. I mean, I don't know if he could uh, fit well in the WWE, but in AEW, all right, he's doing good. Uh, beats Chris Jericho. Is he, he's putting him over. He's putting over the, the new guys, right? Uh, I liked him in the NWA. So, I mean, what do you think? Are they going to push him? Is he going to get a title? What the fuck? Nah. Well, he already lost the title shot. They, they blew that load early in the year. Listen, I'm gonna say this one thing. If when usually you have a feud with the with the Jericho and his little group, it's yeah. usually like nine months to a year and a half. So this seems to be three months. Hopefully it's over. I'm not sure because they're gonna figure out. Oh shit, we can't put him in the title picture again because we just took him out of it. So like, if they segue him into like Guevara, I mean, so you know, and and Danny Garcia again. I mean, that that's okay. But like. That's what sometimes they do when they don't have other ideas. They just go lazy and they just run things back that don't need to be run back. Like he should. What about playing. what about Hobbs wins the TNT Championship and then Hobbs and uh, Starks get back to their feud since they used to be a tag Why, team? Why though? But what? See, they fucked that up too. But yeah, they, they probably up. will go that way. I'm all for it. It's just it's. It, I mean, it's it 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 would kill Wardlow, which I'm sort of okay with at this point. But but the other thing is that they just said to Jungle Boy. Is committed to getting a, a singles title. Well, he ain't going against Orange Cassidy, and he's not going for the FTW belt. So, I mean, you think if Hobbs gets the title as a heel, Jungle Boy is, is would be that's the only title he can target. Unless you're putting Jungle Boy into the world picture, I, Please, I don't. No. Think, I don't think they're that brave, and I don't blame them. If they if they are that brave, I don't know, man. I, I'm going to struggle. Imagine, imagine Jungle Boy Jack Perry being your world AEW champion. Sadly, no, I think about that. I can too, which is sad. Yeah, Chris, can you imagine it? I mean, listen, he's one of the guys that uh, TK, you know, pegged early on. Pegged, you know, maybe, literally maybe, pegged, maybe, right? Like this. Maybe pegged early <laughs> on. Um, but he's one of the four guys who, who TK referred to as the pillars, right? So, I mean, as the pig, one of the four pigs of AEW. That's right, he pegged. He <laughs> That's pegged him. 
<laughs> That's the call of the night, dude. I impacted them from day one. <laughs> the fucking piggy. Fucking the, hell, man. You're Did welcome, we ever take a break from the packing or is it still going on? <laughs> I'm sure it's still going on, 100%. True, I mean, homeboy. Who's, who's still getting pushed and who's not? Then we'll know if the pegging. Who's is still getting going pushed on. indeed? <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, there you go. There's the first penis oh. reference for the evening, right here at PWC Network. Even Are you if proud, it was, homeboy? Are you proud of what you've done? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't even listening, dude. I know. He wasn't even listening. Were you getting pegged, homeboy? Is that what was happening? No, I was listening, but you know, oh, it's, why this you is confused? not my style. I'm rated PG-13 <laughs> on my show. I don't know what the oh, fuck. Get the fuck out of here, dude. He's listening to Lowrider right now. He's got I was going to put Lowrider. That's why I was delaying it. I was looking for Lowrider, but then I said, fuck it. I'll put all about you. I'm being, I'm being quiet because I'm being respectful. I mean, you guys are the, you guys hey, are the pros. If I'm asking you a question, bro, you're supposed to respond. <laughs> <laughs> What's your question? Oh, for fuck's sake, forget it. Let's just move on. <laughs> just pay attention in the next match, all right? Okay, all right. Anyway, it's next we get Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy, as we were mentioning, in a final burial match. And Jeff, I just want to point out, I thought it was called a hole in the match, a hole in the ground match. I, I'm actually, you know, it, it was like it's a not. hole in the ground match. They, they, they wisely changed it. And I guess they decided they're going to have a coffin and bravely call it a casket instead of just a, a, a dirt with all or maybe they figured that dirt if it's real dirt it it falls back yep. in and doesn't it doesn't stay human sized i don't know this match for a gimmick match this this also felt very anticlimactic and like you knew at the, end the was, ending yeah i mean this almost felt like a like not that it was fine but it was like a sitcom of wrestling you knew exactly what was going to happen when it was going to happen and again it was fine it just didn't feel like uh, you know this this thing's been going on for a year and a half and so i feel sort of i, I feel sort of euthanized about it i'm like relieved <laughs> it's, it's it's done and over with but thank goodness no luchasaurus came out with a with a new completely original art mask that doesn't <laughs> uh, subject them to copyright infringement lawsuits because there's no way you can have another match so you know uh, it again it was fine i just i just didn't feel like i was watching a pay-per-view i felt like i was watching maybe battle of the belts or a main event on a dynamite that's all. i still think they've missed the boat by not calling luchasaurus jungle saurus i mean right think about it, it makes sense how about you just calling that tk you fucking mark tard chris did you think this match was awkward i i mean it wasn't awkward it was a fine match but it's gotten to the point where and i mean i've been saying this now for months that like I don't care about this shit anymore. It's been dragging on forever, and it hasn't fucking... There's been zero steps forward. It's just been... And then? 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 And it's like... Remember that movie? Just stick your foot right up your ass. Of course I remember that movie, Jimmy. Who doesn't remember, dude? Where's my car? Anyway. And then? Um... It just went on and on and on. I'm glad that it's finished. Um, somebody did ask an interesting question about, uh, you know, do we know when Christian's contract is up? Because this would be a good way for him to go off a of TV and maybe go back and help Edge win at at, Wrestle, or at WrestleMania this year. It might be nice for him. So, Yeah, I think me and Jeff were talking just about a that, question. actually. Yeah, we no, I can see that happening. Drew Yari. me off. Drew Yari said, according to a particular dirt sheet, which really means nothing, because 
but he said that it was a three-year contract, meaning he's got another year. Well, first he said he signed a multi-year contract in 2021. I'm like, multi-year simply means more than one, so it's been two right. years. And then he said, according to so-and-so, it was a three-year contract, but, you know, who knows? Uh, but you're right. This seems like a perfectly good way to write somebody off of TV for good, and they really don't need him anymore. They don't really need him for anything. He hasn't added much. If anything, he's just you know he's just another guy with the last name Cage or Page. <laughs> this true. Listen, I know he's forty nine fucking years old, but he's six foot one, losing to a five ten jungle man, jungle boy. Five ten. You're pushing it, homeboy. He's probably five five. <laughs> All right, Seriously. what the fuck is going on here? And then Chris saying this doesn't even look like a pay-per-view. Man, when I was watching the pay-per-views back in the day, they were pay-per-views. What's going on here? And I was happy to shell out 30 bucks every month. I used to buy every yeah. single pay-per-view, and I didn't even regret it. You know what I mean? And now yeah, there's no fucking great. chance I would have paid for this shit, especially how predictable the show was. And like I said, I don't want to say it was a bad show. It wasn't. It just was very, very predictable in every I'll sense. say it was a bad show okay fair enough if you want to put it in that sense it was a bad show for the for purely just the predictability for, for sixty matches... dollars this was a bad show for just yeah, watching right. it i i'll give it a i would give it a five and a half for a, yeah probably like well, a we'll talk a about that at the end i can't but, stretch um, to a six well yeah, yeah well, five and a half dollars five dollars and fifty cents <laughs> that would be a great price. Yeah. Well, Jungle Boy Jack Perry wins by closing the casket with Christian Cage inside it. And I just want to point out before we move on, did he have like an epiphany? Was he looking at his dad while closing the casket? I know the commentators were alluding, oh, he used to look up to Christian. He was a mentor and blah, blah, blah. But like... Yeah, it was a... It was a... It was a... I love you. I'm sorry, but I must kill you. <laughs> Radio. And the explosion to end it was pretty cheesy. Just quietly, guys. Yeah, it was fine. Nah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> next though. Now, look, man. I, I felt like, in a way, this match had the most action. Obviously, it is a trios match, but it is a House of Black in Brody King, Buddy Matthews, and the Malaka himself, Malachi Black, versus the Elite in Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson for your AEW World Trios Championship. Now, this shocked me. And yes, it was your your same old spot after spot after spot after spot match. Super kick, super kick, uh, 450, 1080s, fucking 4Ks, whatever, man. But 5G. the point is, 5G, <laughs> 5Gs and 4Gs, whatever. The point is, he had it all. It was a mess. It was a spot fest. But it was an action-packed match. And to everyone's surprise, I, I mean, I can vouch for everyone yeah. right now that's doing the show, the House of Fucking Black win by Pinfall via a lateral press from Malachi Black onto Matt Jackson to become your new AEW World Trios champions. Chris, was this shocking or what, man? Uh, I was definitely shocked by by the finish. I, I thought, oh, okay, well, that was a really nice uh, that was a really nice finisher there by the by the House of Black. It would be nice actually if it was a finish. But I, you heard me. We were watching it together, and I said, oh, here comes a kick out. No kick out. One, two, three. We all oh. said it. We all fucking oh. said it. We were all waiting for that, and it didn't fucking happen. It was shocking. Um, I like I like at least four of the talents in this match. I think that everybody involved in the House of Black has pretty good matches. I think that uh, Kenny Omega, for all the shit that I give him, actually has some pretty good wrestling matches. The Young Bucks, good. 
infuriate me and I fucking hate watching them because every single time I watch them, I'm going to piss off homeboy here. Watching Young Bucks matches <laughs> is like watching Ric Flair matches in 1998. It's the same fucking spots every goddamn time. I've seen it already. Do something else. I see homeboy like, you know, putting his face in his hands. He's got a point though, bro. Think about 98. All right. You know, flip over the top rope. You know, when he does that fucking flip over the rope thing, get on his knees saying, no, no. Do the poke to the eye, the fucking running knee to the, to the floor. The, the spot where he just knocks himself out, you know, when he just drops. I mean, he's got a point. It was the same when, routine over and over. When he goes to the top rope and it never works out. Right, he exactly. He gets tossed rope, off, literally. He literally never jumps never, off it. He's it works sometimes. He landed on the elbow seven times. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Chris is right. He's right about it. it might have worked a couple of times. Yeah, no By 1998. He was the dirtiest player in the game, bro. Sometimes you give it a fucking under the... He was the most repetitive player in the fucking game, is what he was. Remember that when he would do that? And listen, when you go to follow the Grateful Dead, they play the same set every night. Yeah, well, that's true, too. I mean, fuck. I mean, at the end of the day, legends are allowed to get away with that shit. Let's be honest, guys. Are you comparing Nature Boy Ric Flair to (laughs) what tag team did you say? The Young young Fucks. The Young Bucks. Bro, the Young Bucks are never going to have a fucking dog chew toy like Ric Flair. <laughs> okay? They might Do they have a helicopter like fucking Ric Flair? <laughs> and the baby arm? Just saying. Anyway, Woo! Jeff, what do you think of this matchup? I'm a lot more forgiving about this than Chris's. First of all, was I, I was absolutely shocked. Absolutely shocked. Uh, and, and especially because the House of Black won more or less clean. Um, yeah, I mean, true. there was no mist. There really wasn't much cheating. Both the rules didn't apply to either team. Uh, Brandon Cutler really didn't play a role. Thank goodness. Didn't do nothing. I mean, Julia Hart got knocked off, uh, you know, but that really didn't factor into the match. It's it's not why Kenny lost. I mean, it's not why because Kenny was the one who did it, and he's not the one who got pinned. Um, you know, Buddy seems like he's had one foot out the door. Maybe he's changed his mind. Maybe he realized. Unfinished business and impact isn't yeah. isn't really business if you only get paid sixteen dollars an hour. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't, you know. Listen, I, I know what he's saying about Young Buck matches. Yes, they are all the same, but a lot of wrestlers' matches are all the same. Sting's matches were all the same. Hulk Hogan's matches were all the same. I mean, that's Sting, that, 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 that's not really a crime. But Hogan's I mean, psychology just, game was off the walls, though. Just quality, Chris. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Young Bucks, it's. It's not that it's all the same. It's that it's a video game. Like n- nothing hurts anybody, and I get it. But like, oh, I like to nitpick, but I but I I don't like to purposely hate watch. If you know, I I couldn't cover wrestling if if I felt that strong. Listen, I enjoyed the match. It was fine. I knew what I was getting. It's like it's like a pinball machine. I, I'm very I was very pleased to be surprised. I like Malachi Black. I like Brody King. Buddy Matthews looks like a He-Man doll. So of course mm-hmm. I like him. So. I'm glad they won. Uh, I'm afraid it's going to be hot potato, as someone said, um, and they're just going to be sacrificial lambs to Mark Briscoe's next win with the Lucha Brothers or whatever, as as part of the Tony Khan's, you know, make everything right by giving Mark Briscoe title sympathy tour because uh, he's going to have to strip him of the Ring of Honor tag team titles because he doesn't have a tag team partner. Um, anyway, for for the mo- listen, I like the match. This this at least felt like a pay per view match 
you know, for a, for an AEW pay per view, and it was I the agree. first match that actually felt like a pay per view match for me for well, the night. So, and, and yeah. no, if the I'm finish gonna... was different, would you have felt that way? It was a decent it's hard match because the finish was what it was. I mean, I guess it depends on what the finish was, but I, I, I mean, I definitely was pleased with the finish. So it's hard to say. Well, look, like I mean, like, if he had Kenny with a black mass and got a one, two, three, I probably would have liked it more. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. Um, I'm kind of in agreement with Jeff here. I didn't feel like, and I was saying this to you guys while we're watching it. I actually didn't mind the match if you put all the bullshit aside and just watch it. And like Jeff said, if I was looking at it like that all the time, how the fuck am I even going to do a show? Because we can just pick on it and hate on it and hate on it. But for what it was, and yes, it was a spot fest. Like Jeff said, it did feel like a pay-per-view matchup, to be fair. It had the, the twists and turns and the shock. I mean, we got the swerve. Tony, for once, has swerved us. And that's hard to do, man, because he's that predictable in his way of booking. Well, Chris? I'll be the I'll be the model of fucking consistency here and say that this sucked dick. This was fucking <laughs> awful. I hated this fucking match. I hate everything about these goddamn matches with these two fucking idiots. They don't know how to work. They don't know how to wrestle. Everything is fucking nonsense. Oh, the rules don't apply to any other fucking matches. Doesn't matter how many people are in the ring at one time. It doesn't matter how many things are being used or who's getting kicked in the face by who or what. Or here's 700 fucking super kicks. No, I don't like it. It's 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 fucking. It, it is video game wrestling, and you know what? It is. No, I, it is. I don't fucking like it. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, just saying though, like you know what I mean. But no, that's cool. Um, Homeboy, do you have anything to say about this match? I always hated six-man tags, bro. It's a clusterfuck. It is a clusterfuck, but if it's done properly, it can work. Mm. It's like having four What's of us on a show. tag of all time? Come on. That's we have this um, <laughs> I mean, the Freebirds versus the Von Erics did pretty well for a while. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, the right. Russian versus the Road Warriors and, and Dusty, that, 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 that worked out okay. I mean... But they were were they flip flopping around like Cirque du Soleil? No, they they were doing Road Warriors and and Russians thing. And <laughs> I mean, the Von Erichs did a little bit, but I mean, nothing like this. But it was more about stories and psychology right, and the psychology, and you know, exactly. and, yeah. I mean, you know, it was closer to Moxley and Hangman, but less clumsy. Um, but I mean, the, we'll get listen, I don't mind six man matches. I I do mind where there's no even effort to pretend that there's rules and and again that's why i contrasted the pre-show six-man match with this six-man match and you know it's i don't know if it was a different referee or not and that really shouldn't matter but listen nobody was surprised that there's no rules that there's no tags and none of that matters in the young bucks match um and i understand every single thing chris said and and you know credit him for being consistent i'm just saying i you know i enjoy i enjoyed the match i i i couldn't watch three matches ago yeah, it's fine. Yay, Mark won, but he won over a bunch of nobodies. Uh, you know, and then the the first two matches, okay, the right guy won, but eh, could have been on dynamite. You know, so this this at least felt like a spectacle. That, you know, that's it. It woke me up. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and I will say that the finish woke me up too. I mean, the fact that the fact whoa, that whoa, the house black won, it was like, whoa, whoa okay, what the? Well, that's great, I mean, wonderful, shit. good, yeah. Yeah. We made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> we were, we were literally all sitting there, like, waiting. We all said it. We were all like, 
one, two, where's the kick out, right? But We're waiting for it. Because they have the giant botch at the end where they get the titles and like the lights go out for no particular reason. And then like, oh only yeah, the I forgot about that. On, there's a spotlight on the ramp. And it's like, everyone's expecting something and nothing happens. It was just, it was just like some technical production glitch. So there were, there at least was that botch to criticize. Guys, before we move on to the next match, I just want to ask you guys this. Uh, no, I'll ask you first, Chris. No, do you I think... won't have sex with her. Oh, oh, fuck, fuck the question. No, no, no. But anyway, Chris, do you think Kenny Omega, does, is this a sign that Kenny is pretty much on the way out? I don't know. I think that there's a lot of people who are going to read that into this. I think that it very much depends on what Kenny Omega does next. Um, after the match, uh, they did, I think purposely, uh, show him being looked at by you know backstage personnel, etc. Right. You know, he was getting a lot of attention of, oh, does it look like Kenny might be injured kind of thing? So I guess we'll see uh, if if he is and if he goes to WWE, that'll just be one more reason for me to take my hiatus from watching WWE again <laughs> after yeah. WrestleMania. Um, we'll see. Well, we'll see. It's true. It's interesting. Jeff, do you have any thoughts about this? Well, it's a long time between now and then, but we, we noted that when he was coming down, he was sort of wearing a kimono, which was sort of reminiscent right. of the Golden Lover. So, listen, if WWE really wants to get Kenny Omega, they they have to hire Kota Ibushi, or they, or they really should try to. If AEW hopes to keep him, they need to hire Kota Ibushi as well. So, <laughs> you know, because Kenny needs his boyfriend. I mean, he already has his little schoolgirl girlfriends there, so he needs his little, uh, his little uh, fifth Beatle boyfriend there too. So the Bucks just aren't cutting it for Kenny, Jeff? Yesterday's news. Ooh. ooh. I think he's on the way out. The I Bucks are think... good Christian boys. They're not. They are. They're, they're, they're Christian not. as fuck, bro. They're not puffy at all. Don't don't <laughs> I'm gonna leave guys. No matter... I'll, I'll leave you, you guys with this. The 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 young Bucks look like fat uh, hardy boys. And Kenny <laughs> Omega, you know, you did good in Japan. Eh, you did good here. Go to the WWE and see what happens, brothers. Anyways, Fuck check yeah, out my I fucking agree. show, Homeboy 88 Podcast, with Dr. Jeff Littman. And it's, ba, 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 ba. and it's getting really good downloads and really good reviews. And right. Lily, too. Lily, did Lily make an appearance, homeboy? She's always there in the evil spirit. I did listen to the show. It was a good show, as a matter of fact. And go check out the Homeboy 88 Podcast, wherever you download good. Don't be a loser. Podcast. Absolutely. Actually, speaking of that, homeboy, before you go, I want to ask you something. Have you ever wanted your own podcast? Yes, I have. Well, you can, because if you go to podbean.com slash the PwC network, did you know you get a free month, man? No, I didn't. How do you do that? Just go to podbean.com slash the PwC network and you will get a free month on us. So once again, podbean.com slash... PwC Network. There you go. Don't do that, people. Go do that shit ASAP. Well, homeboy, thank you for joining us as per usual, man. You know you've got an open door with us, bro. And uh, yeah, man, take it easy and we'll speak soon. Okay. Peace out, guys. Peace out, brother. Oh, we're back. We're back and it's just the three of us. And that was Homeboy88, ladies and gentlemen. And go check out his latest show with our very own Dr. Jeff Lipman, who's the special guest. He's doing the Heather Locklear. Remember that? Special guest yeah, starring Jeff. Guest star. <laughs> and in every fucking episode for like years. Anyway. Never leaving that show. 
never well see what you've done there because you're going to be back apparently very soon he's gonna have to kill me off he's gonna have to kill you off Mm -hmm. well anyway as i was saying about kenny i think he's on the way out i just think but you're right about kota ibushi and i will say this about kota jeff he did come out and pretty much say to wb come and sign me Okay. Uh, you, you, lots of people say lots of things when they're when they're trying to get into a bidding war. But yeah, I mean, it, it, listen, it's a good job for him because he, if he is what he thinks he is, he, he can be a trainer. He can and he can get a nice retirement nest egg. Uh, you know, that's not guaranteed in AW. It's not guaranteed anywhere. But it's listen. If you are getting longer in the tooth and you think you're one of the best in the world and you want to prove it and get famous, then you're going to go to WWE if you want to just be loved by the same fans who probably already love you, then you're going to go to AEW and you're going to get lost in a giant cluster of, of tons and tons of people who all are on the top of the card. WWE has tons and tons of people, but most of them are not. Most of them are in the bottom 70% of the card and probably True. always will be. True also. Uh, Frank says in the chat, but can we all agree the House of Black are placeholders for a short time? Probably. Yeah, more than likely, I would say that. I, 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 if you asked me four hours ago, I told you they were sure to lose. So I, I, I can't true, agree true. on anything right now. I don't know. Well, to be fair, it depends who they're going to hot shot it to, though. That's another thing. I mean, I these mean, titles have other... been hot shotted too much already. They have. They, they, they already they have, really have like so little credibility, and it doesn't help the Ring of Honor has six man <laughs> tag team titles. That's so dumb. It is dumb. There's no point of that. Just get rid of them. We don't need everybody having a belt for Christ's sake. I know TK loves titles but god damn it man just relax hashtag no more belts yeah. or hashtag at least no more belts. the two goddamn brands yeah well after watching ring of honor um you wouldn't know how how what do you mean by separating the brands how do you do it <laughs> after watching ring of honor how the fuck do you separate that from AEW? Right, you can't. Well, you can after watching Ring of Honor. You, you cannot because it was. You see all the, you know, almost all of those people in AW and the even ones. Even Lexi Nair, um, yeah, is that Lexi Nair? Her name, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was even the friggin' the the interview chick in the back. Right, and we've seen. I mean, even Caprice Coleman and Ian Riccaboni. We've seen tons on on AW. Sure, they're calling Ring of Honor, Matt. But yeah, I mean, this is. I I mean. The, the only there were like a handful of people that we hadn't seen on AEW television that was on that show and out of that handful 80% of them are former Ring of Honor people which by the way it, it, it was it was a very Ring of Honor show but uh, this is not a Ring of Honor review show regrettably we're, we were doing one of those as well oh yes so yes, I, yeah. I, I let's you know let's let's, let's get to this, this, this painful card as opposed to a painful YouTube or a, a different form of pay-per-view torture and it's literally pay-per-view um well anyway let's move on guys and i'm going to say this this could have possibly been the match of the night if it wasn't for the finish and i'm talking about jamie hader versus ruby soho versus soraya for your aw women's world championship jamie hader is your champion and uh jamie hader walks out as your champion by pinfall with a crucifix pin on ruby soho retaining the aw women's world championship but Post-match is where it gets interesting because Tony Storm attacks Hader and puts boots to her as Soraya joins her pal. Britt Baker runs in, though. Soho is down and out and in the corner trying to figure out how she wants to play it. 
and she dumps Soraya and Tony to the floor. She tells them they don't run this place and this is their home. <laughs> Jeez. And Hader raises Ruby's hand. But no, no future Brit. <laughs> Apparently, it feels like there's no future for Brit. Takes Destination Unknown. Ruby stands tall and Storm is furious. Knocks the camera operator out and smashes the camera on the floor. And then Soraya gives Ruby the spray paint and she takes it. Spraying L's on Team DMD, and it's the new, 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 new world order all over again. Chris, uh, uh, meow. Okay, listen. the 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 story that they really wanted to get to the 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 angle that they wanted to show, what they actually wanted to, you know, focus and highlight on here was the whole, you know, Ruby Soho is is joining up with the evil former WWE people against against the AEW originals. Um, they basically redid Hogan turning, uh, you know, from from Bash at the Beach. Obviously, they didn't do it as good. Um, and if you were going to go this way, if this is how you were going to finish... Um, the belt changes hands. Otherwise, it looks like the weirdest timing of all time by your heels. Why why turn on everybody and show that you're part of the, the heel group after the title is already retained? Why would you do that? It makes no logical sense. So it's one of these things with AEW where it's like, okay, I'm interested in Ruby Soho being a heel and being with the the outsiders if you will i'm interested in that but this was just booked wrong like wrong i don't know how else to say it wrong jeff was it booked wrong because i felt this match was actually quite good until the finish yeah i mean yeah listen this is one of the better aw women's matches i saw and i was not expecting that especially been surprised been clumsy and and you know, out of shape and sort of out of sync. Um, but the match itself was actually really pretty good. Uh, it, you know, usually during the match, you would see hints of who Ruby's getting annoyed at and whatever. And there was none of that during the match. The only clue was that Jamie Hayter did the crucifix or the crucible win on Ruby. Besides that, it, it really didn't make any sense. I thought that the actual pin itself came out of nowhere and was done poorly. After that, the I don't have a problem with the ending. I, I understand the point that they didn't have the title, but I guess maybe that's why Ruby just decided to turn heel of frustration. Um, but Tony Khan really needs to buy the rights to Voodoo Child uh, by Jimi Hendrix. Uh, and I was funny. really hoping that the Bellows sisters would come out and, and join them in this oh. new world order. Um, <laughs> I told you what I was saying in the chat. Uh, in the chat while we're right. watching the pay-per-view. It would have been great if she came out with the hoodie on and just goes, it was me, TK. It was me all along. And then you hear fucking uh, the song, the, the Bella song. Well, I told you that it was Nikki Bella who ran over Stone Cold. She oh, yeah. did it for The Rock. It wasn't I Nikki. did it for The Rock. It's been a cover-up this entire time. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the end, yeah, uh, the, the, the actual finish of the match was was awkward but the match itself was good I, and I, I didn't mind the end I, I don't mind so much they didn't have a title because you know the, the frustration you know I guess Ruby said if I can't if you can't beat them you know jo join the mean girls 
the main girls. So it's Hollywood, Ruby Soho, brother. Well, more, more like a UK Ruby Soho. Uh, whatever, whatever the whatever she is. I mean, she looks like even Luna Vachon in a way, but nothing like her personality-wise. But uh, she's trying to go for the look. No, uh, you know what? You know what? The finish to this really screamed to me was. We want to do this cool angle. We think that the angle will be cool. But right now, especially, we can't possibly have a WWE talent go over one of our originals, especially for the championship. I mean, that would make us look weak at a time where we already need to have a special announcement in order to get anybody over 850,000 people to watch our show. Such a dumb mind frame to have too, though, man. Biggest yeah. story of the night is we didn't get a bunch of announcements. Like, they're your talents now. That, like... <laughs> I know, it's irrelevant, right? It's so fucking dumb. But unfortunately, Chris, this has always been a thing in the wacky world of professional wrestling, man. Yeah, but the, the NWO was one of the biggest fucking stories in the history of professional wrestling. I know, wrestling. but... You well, know. A shit ton of not only tickets but merchandise you think they would have done that if harlem heat just went nope doesn't work for me brother we're not <laughs> gonna drop our belts to those former wwe guys uh tony's doing awkward hugs with ricky starks now oh no no well you know what just uh, underline my point uh you know the harlem heat used to be called the the ebony experience though that should tell you something yeah but that was in wtcw i know but still what a name. That wouldn't fly right now. No way. I the Ebony know, Experience. It's a, a hashtag, so why not? I, that's different, though. But, like, well, imagine them calling it calling it the Black Experience. Instead. I don't know, man. They, 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 called, they called the tag team the Banger Brothers for a minute there. I... Banger after banger. It is very cringy indeed, Frank. 100% spot on. So we got the new, new, new world order. Or I the like new women's order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we call this the new women's order? Is that what's happening? Sure. The NWO is back. Just not in black, in green. Whatever the fuck they are. Sure. Whatever. Sounds good. Loser. Loser. You know how that ad lib would come on at the, in the background? Do you think it's uh, Dennis Rodman? They'll get Brittany Griner? Oh, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> that would be brilliant. I'll be down for that. Straight up. Anyway, let's move on. But yeah, right away she'd be complaining that she doesn't make the same amount as the as the men's world champion. <laughs> He's my hoose now. My hoose. Well, guys, um, we get look. Like I said, it was, I I thought it was a good match until the finish, but uh, it is what it is. But next we go, fucking cowboy fellas. It is Hangman, or Brokeback Man, Adam Page versus the Blood Man in John Moxley, in a disturbing kind of fucking match, fellas. Uh, Chris, what'd you think? I mean, it could have been disturbing. It could have been one of those real visceral, like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm watching this type matches. Except that every match they've had, including a couple that were on free TV, included a bunch of blood and blades and weapons, etc. Um, over the last number of weeks here, we've seen, uh, you blood. know, how many how many weapons matches, including John Moxley. I mean, didn't he just beat Rush and some guy named Chance the Rapper or whatever? Uh, using Isn't he a poof? 
using multiple uh, chain shots and chair shots. And, you know, they went through the table in that match, too. It's like they killed everything that they that they should have been building up to this match on free TV. So, yeah, no, I mean, it was disturbing in that there was a lot of blood and there was a lot of weapons. But so fucking what? It's like having blood and weapons in an ECW. This is the best match, Chris, the best match psychology and everything heck you even had people and i'm talking to you john moxley who even set themselves up to get hanged right jeff absolutely wrap yeah. the fucking chain around his own neck what a fucking idiot that's what i'm saying it's <laughs> like come on I, I say it all the time that if everything is extraordinary nothing's extraordinary the extraordinary becomes ordinary and there's only so much they can do i agree 100 percent with chris there, there, there was nothing wrong with this match it was brutal. It was tough. It was. It was. There was. We've tons seen of blood. it though it a, a million death times, match. Jeff. That's the free. problem. We've seen it all a million. Not just free. We've seen, yeah, we, we've seen it free. We've seen it on prior pay per views. There was almost nothing that was new that we haven't seen before. And I don't know if it's that. I, I don't think it's that the pay per view was necessarily booked unspectacularly. I think that it's because they're in such a. Uh, they're so desperate to get viewership. And to show that they've got momentum and to show that they're strong, the Tony Khan books every dynamite almost like it's a mini pay per view, if not really a pay per view, like the Grand Slam shows in in uh, in, in New York. Um, so, yeah, I mean, th- this was not Abdullah the Butcher versus Bruiser Brody, um, but when you saw that, you knew it was going to be a bloodbath, but you didn't see them doing the same thing <laughs> constantly. Um, so. Listen, people are going to call us match of the year. I oh. guess if it was viewed alone, it would be, but in the context, it can't be. Um, on, so match of the year. I, I, think actually, the I found it a little bit dull, and you know, we were all watching together. And as soon as like Hangman, who's supposed to be a Hangman, should have put the chain around Moxley's neck and done it. Right, he put the chain around himself and made sure to put two loops around his neck. And I and I said he just set himself up to be hung, which. You know, and ends up being the, the end of the match, and and it happened about ninety seconds later. So it's like, well, that was dumb, and that that's sort of how I felt about a bunch of matches. That even it like like the you know I don't want to give anything away, but the, the last match I thought actually for I was dreading an Iron Man match, and Jimmy, you called it ahead of time. It's going to go into overtime. I'm like no, and I didn't even and but I didn't even mind the overtime until they. Like did like three steps too many, and it ended with a whimper. It wasn't quite exploding de- barbed wire death match whimper, but it was close. It was sort of sort of like the Iron Man equivalent. Anyway, th- this you know, like I said, I you know, was this a pay per view worthy match? Yes, but was it already spoiled because we'd seen it a million times? But the Page absolutely needed to win this match, or he needed to find another career. So again, the the younger guy or the aw original guy won over moxley moxley absolutely moxley tapped out by the way yeah right no, he's tapped out while he was choking he um <laughs> moxley absolutely needs at least three months off get um, him off yeah so uh anyway i don't know what else to say about it i mean you know people are gonna you know try to glamorize everything the aw does and you know and then we're gonna be labeled as haters for fucking going against the narrative which pisses me off in itself but yeah, I mean, you know, it's part of the fun of things. I mean, just I don't know. Just just think of those folks as Cleveland Browns fan. I don't know. 
<laughs> you can just so ignore it, them. Right. Is it, was there anything you wanted to say? No, I mean, I already said what I wanted to say. It's, um, yeah, I mean, again, we, we had another situation where it's a, it's, a, it's a clean, unquestioned victory for the AEW original over the former WWE champion. Um, it does become a situation, though, where what you're doing is obvious and it looks obvious, and you're going to have a lot of people in the crowd or in the audience go, huh, that's lame pretty lame might as well get a new fucking version of the brood starring john moxley i mean this song is called blood after all just quietly so i mean blood blood and more blood and can we just say before we move on to the next matchup is it safe to say moxley is so overrated and doesn't understand psychology as a professional wrestler am i am i wrong in saying that because the more i watch this clown the more he's becoming a clown i'm just saying jeff yeah, no, I mean he, he's like a horror movie with without the gimmick. I mean he's, uh, you know, every every match is a prison fight. I mean that that's you know, oh, that's you right. know, a, a, like you know guys that you know just burly sort of drunk bar fight kind of things in in a, in a podunk bar. Yeah, I, yeah. Moxley's psychology is never give up, be angry, and fight and bleed a lot. That that's not psychology, and we see. In bleed, I mean, the joke is that he's bleeding in the way in, so the, the blood completely loses its effect so much that they have to resort to using forks and spoons to splatter <laughs> it on each other just to have a, you know, a different effect. Because, um, I mean, we've already seen people's faces pa- painted with blood, and we got it accidentally twice tonight, with, you know, as well. And then they did it again with MJF, basically a crimson. I was going to say. How many matches did we have blood in, in this show? There was quite a few. Yeah, at least four. At least. And it could have been even more. Sorry, Chris, continue. No, I was just going to say, like, you know, like, to your point, Jimmy, like, John Moxley, he's a GC, he's a, he's a, he's a CZW wrestler. That's who he is. (laughs) He's below GCW. Yeah, he is below GCW. He's a CZW wrestler. And I mean, listen, if that's the kind of thing that you like, then that then you like that kind of thing and fine, fair enough. Um, but does anybody does anybody here do either of you remember when uh, when CZW sold out that that <laughs> massive arena for for 30,000 people and then sold a million uh, pay-per-view buys? Remember that? Oh, oh yeah, of course. Of course not. Oh, you yeah. don't remember that? That's I because it's not fucking popular enough to do that. And somebody needs to tell John Moxley, hey, I know you like this shit, but it's just you and like 30,000 other people who really like this shit. Nobody else cares. Well, to be fair, he was known as a backyard garbage wrestler before WWE, to be honest. He was. That's the style that he does. That's the style that he loves. And uh, next thing we know it, we're going to see him... Uh, what's that fucking... Um, is it a CZW event? The, the Deathmatch fucking tournament. The WrestleMania, where they're having the bush somewhere. And you know, everyone gets cut up. I don't know. You, you know what I'm you, talking about, right, You guys? can't ask me about CZW or GCW or Insane Clown Posse. I mean, <laughs> GCW, I have some vague idea about what they're, what they're doing, but the others, no. Kind of, kind of. Well, the guy that owns GCW, ironically came from czw so there you go yeah well yeah just on a bigger sort of platform if that makes any sense for now but 
for now. Right. Hey, the fact that CZW is even still a company shocks me. Well, but they only, they only, I mean, literally, they're like an I-95 corner, corridor they between are. like Central Jersey and Northern Maryland. I mean, <laughs> that, 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 they, they basically run only two or three venues. And, and, and in the bush. Which one, of, which one of them is the 30,000-seat arena that they sell out of? Right? Yeah. All, all Outside, the dude. Well, the backyard. What, what are you talking about? The burning bush? I mean, I, what, what, what bush? The, the deathmatch tournament that they have every year, their WrestleMania, they have it literally up in the sticks somewhere. Legitly. Where Nick Gage got cut to death almost, where he nearly died in one of them, where they literally had to get a chopper. I'm not kidding. This is legitly true. Oh, they had to get a chopper. Coachella? I mean, what, 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 <laughs> yeah. man? It was the Coachella of CZW. You must well burn the whole place. No, really, they do that. You know, and knowing, knowing, hey, listen, knowing CZW, there may have been an actual Burning Man. Wicker <laughs> <laughs> Man, man. But they, but they yeah. do it in the desert of New Mexico where Breaking Bad. I don't know where it's done. I think, I think it's done upstate New York somewhere. As All a matter right. of fact. Woodstock. But no shit. Yeah, Sam Woodstock. Even in Oktoberfest, even. Fuck it. But for real though, I saw a chopper literally land because Nick Gage, the fucking idiot, right? Who fucking, what was it? Murder, kill, fucking whatever bullshit it's called. Literally nearly die, man. He nearly died. They had to airlift him legitly to hospital because the guy was dying. Okay, it would have been a little bit funny if when they were trying to rescue him, the rotor sliced his head up. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved that. I can't stand Gage. But anyway, fuck that shit. And uh, yeah, fuck the, the tournament. See, Wardlow just shook Tony's hand far enough away that Tony couldn't get in for the hug. Oh, good on him. But you still suck, Wardlow. You fucking idiot. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. But anyway. Uh, Hobbs um, cashed in his, his giant the toilet seat and uh, Wardlow is now in proud possession mean, of the belt and the, and the, toilet, the toilet seat. You mean seat. his hemorrhoid fucking seat. That's right. <laughs> Jesus, all the Sonic the Hedgehog ring, whatever you want to call it. Actually, right. did you guys catch the promo on the pre-show with with um? Uh, it was on the regular Hobbs? show too. We we caught we caught it once together. We caught it well. You and I caught it twice together. All three of us caught it once together. Why I'm saying that because on the pre-show, ironically, um, he was talking to whoever that guy was. Who was that guy that was hosting the pre-show with? Renee? There was no one there. He was talking to himself. Anyway, it was RJ City. Okay, what? Oh yeah, RJ. That's it. Whatever he was doing, he was acting pretty gay, like legitly gay. And he's like, "What do you think?" Well, I, I guess he, he is. And, oh, is he? Well, Hobbs answers. He goes, "It's pretty big, isn't it?" Right. And he's right. looking. He's like, "That is pretty big." And he's like, "Oh, you, you can't touch it." Yeah? Going, can I touch it? And he's yeah, like, "Yeah, yeah, can I touch it?" Like, fucking really? You're gonna have your one of your star guys sit there and play up this gay shit? Oh, come on. Yeah, the, 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 uh, listen, I don't think that RJ City was particularly funny. Uh, I don't know who he was trying to be. He wasn't trying to be Sam Roberts. He wasn't trying to be Peter Rosenberg. He was trying to be his own kind of cartoonish, but it just seemed amateurish. And I don't think enough people know who he is to like, you know, for the fan base to be like, oh, I, I love when he does this. So I, I yeah, I, I thought that that fell flat. And he actually looked old. Like he looked like old and young at the same time. Like he had gray hair and all. I, I don't know. I wasn't digging this shit. Not not because of the vibes. Yeah, but I thought, I thought that those those jokes were like DX ninety eight worse than that even kind of you know sort of like you know toilet humor kind of thing like Beavis and Butthead jokes. 
I used to like Beavis and Butthead, but this shit right well, here was not funny. Well, of course you did, funny. in 1997. You were also 16. I was. <laughs> That's actually good math there, Jeff. Right. I was 16. When you're 16, you're supposed to like sophomore <laughs> jokes because you're a sophomore. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, you're right. That's true. Uh, that's it there you, that's how you do it one of us need to face this way oops there goes my stuff but anyway um <laughs> anyway let's move on uh from that matchup we're still on the women's championship match or no sorry the moxley and uh, yeah hangman wins though like i said by submission by hanging moxley over the ropes with a chain who really moxley hanged himself but this gets even better though guys because mm -hmm. next it's an AEW TNT Championship. It is Samoa Joe, your champion, versus Wardlow. Right. Now, let me just say, going into this match, we all knew that Joe was losing. But what is Wardlow dumb or stupid? Or, or both? Because yeah, who told him? <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Who told this guy? And I hope it wasn't him because he, they make him look dumber and dumber every time so basically he's upset with joe because he said and i quote how dare you joe do you knew that i had an emotional attachment to my hair so now you want to kill joe because he cut your hair but as he was saying that they showed pictures of him as a kid with his daddy and i'm sure that wasn't the right quote he did say he had an emotional attachment to his hair. Um, look, I'm just, I'm not saying it's exactly what he said, but he did say, and this is what he meant, to his hair. He had an attachment, an emotional attachment to his hair, and he's angry, so he's going to fuck Joe up for it. He legitimately said... My favorite part of what he said was, he what? said, I never imagined that anybody could could stoop to depth so low. That, I, mean, I mean, come like on, man. Hair versus hair matches... There was a character called Brutus the Barber Beefcake, and he didn't invent that gimmick. I mean, cutting hair is, is like wrestling one-on-one. He never imagined that. He doesn't have much imagination. And, and by the way, he's still shaving three-quarters of his head. Also, following up the match where there was barbed wire everywhere and everybody got ripped open and there was blood just <laughs> pouring out of both people's pouring. heads. And then to have Wardlow go, I can't believe Joe would take it so far as to cut my so hair So far off. up my ass. What are you fucking talking about, you I'm child? with the chain. Uh, oh, my God. He cut my yeah, man no. bun. Yeah. yeah uh, I'm done with this guy. Uh, it's like, dude, I'm literally 27, done. it'll grow back. <laughs> I, I am legitly, I was a fan of this guy, but I literally can't. Commit I just can't. to doing nothing with your hair, it'll grow back. But what? Who the fuck? But who? Who says that for a promo, man? Like I've never heard that before in my life. They came up with a stupid story and they're sticking with it. Stupid story and sticking with it. I mean, come on, man, get your shit together. I, I feel like maybe TK was one of those kids who like didn't get his hair cut for a really long time, <laughs> and then he's like, he's still kind 100%. of fucked up from when his daddy first took him and was like, and was like, Tony. You are getting your haircut now. <laughs> Tony, like the, yo, you kick my dog so you're getting a haircut. He's just a variation Sorry. on Jake Hager. I like this hat. He's like, I like my hair. <laughs> Fuck, and he loves his coke too, it seems. But I, I, I just I just don't understand. Either Wardlow is a big for nothing goof, right? Legitly, where he's too scared to speak up, right? Or he's one dumb cunt. Straight up. 
Can we just call him Brutus the Barber Wardlow at this point? No, Brutus is the legend. I know, I love Brutus. Stop playing music. You're just looking for excuses Brother to Brutus. <laughs> well, hey, when it involves hair, I'm going to fucking play it, Jeff. Do you know whenever Seriously. you play the music and it shows up on the show, it's like it's like hideously loud over our voices. And nobody can yeah, hear sometimes I don't know why that happens. That's streaming well, because it shouldn't be. There's, there's a good way to resolve that and stop playing the music. Well, it's been good lately. So if it lets me down, because it does sometimes. But anyway, to me. the point is, the point is, <laughs> Chris's face. <laughs> the point is, he's Brutus the Barber Wardlow now, man. And that's it. He's nothing. He's just a joke. He ain't winning shit, even though he won the TNT Championship. I don't even know why. He's colder than ever, and he's just plain old Jane. So, he should have fucked Joe's hair. I mean, that's what he should have. He should have taken out an a, a electric razor and, like, cut, like, straight down the middle so Joe couldn't even do a, a cool model off like he did for that one year or so. First of all, Jeff, some old Joe didn't really have much hair this that time. He was pretty you. short. Yeah. I know. Which it still. really shouldn't, shouldn't bother him to have a chair. Well, instead of him bringing, say, clippers, can we get actual clippers where you, they shave it off? You know what I mean? You should have just That's brought that. You should have an electric razor. Right, electric razor and just shave it all off. That's yeah. it. From now on, come this Wednesday, I want to see Warlow in a whole new fucking gimmick. It's, he's got to be the hairdresser. They should just call him the hairdresser. So you think Not the book of Hobbs is going to involve Hobbs getting a bad haircut? <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I don't know why I like hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> Today I tried a new barber shop. Wardlow uh, sucks. <laughs> no I don't know why that sounds, that sounds fucking amusing to me, man. Seriously. Uh, Frank says in the chat the only match Mox will lose is a first blood match. Yeah, that's true. And obviously, um, we've got a new gimmick in the hairdresser. Not Brutus the Barber, just the hairdresser, Wardlow. That's it. Is there anything more to report on this match? Well, I think we all hated it. We don't even want to say much. Yeah, this match was nothing. This was this was for a match with Samoa Joe. This was a nothing match. Yep, I agree. Well, let's move on from that barber shit, and hopefully we get something good. But we don't, boys, because <laughs> <laughs> we get the ass boys in Austin and Colton Gunn, who are your champions. Versus Danhausen and Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett versus the acclaimed in Anthony Bones and Max Caster for your AEW World Tag Team Championships. This is another one I initially got wrong, but I knew I was probably going to fuck it up. But anywho, your ass boys retain your championships, and I'll get to what happens post match, which is also pretty predictable. And I believe I called it. I said it. FTR is going to come out. And it's exactly what happened, but we'll get to that part. Chris, what do you think of this match? Was it a clusterfuck, or was it much better than than we watched? No, it was a clusterfuck, but it's what you expect at this point from AEW. Um, very early on in the match, there was some cheating going on where people were staying in the ring and there weren't nobody was tagging in and out. Uh, the announcer said, "You know, of course, it's a four-way match, so there's no disqualification. If there's no disqualification." then both me and my tag team partner are staying in the ring. Go fuck yourself. Um, if there's no disqualification, 
then it's also a tables match and a chairs match and a sledgehammer match and a whatever the fuck else I choose to bring to the ring match. If it's a no disqualification match, my giant eight foot Indian friend is going to be involved in the match right from the start. You're not going to have tags in and out. You're not going to have me pretending like I'm going to follow the rules. I'm taking my guitar and smashing you over the head with it. And if you happen to run away from me, my giant Indian friend is going to help me. Um, God, he no looks like a giant goofball, to be honest, Chris. No logic whatsoever. And this match would have been much better off just being uh, a rematch from the last, fr- from the with with the uh, acclaimed and the Ass Boys. It would have been much better off. You can have the Ass Boys cheat to win. They look like they're you know they're eating shit or whatever at the end, but they they win with belt shots or whatever the fuck and then and then you can do the FTR thing you didn't have to have the big clusterfuck of this match and it was just everybody everywhere doing everything but none of it made sense because again if there's no fucking disqualification then why wouldn't everybody just be in the match at all times fair point Jeff they went through a lot of effort to build this match in a short amount of time First, you have the Acclaim invoke their rematch clause, which there aren't typically rematch clauses, or that's what we were led to believe. Oh, I've noticed yeah. that in AEW. Yeah. And that's when we learned it was a fatal three-way, but we didn't know who the other two teams were. So it turned right. into a four-way, but we still didn't know who the actual challengers in the three-way were. So then we learned it was going to be through a, bat- a tag team battle royal, which then we later on learned there was going to be a second battle royal, a casino battle royal. So they went through a lot of stuff and a, and a lot of booking and, you know, these gimmick matches, which, you know, weren't particularly well received, but they're battle royals. So, you know, I like them. But you went through a lot of trouble to to put people in this in this match. You have, you know, you, you have one team coming up with Satnan Singh and Sanjay Dutt. You have another with Billy Gunn. Um, you know, the best friends didn't get involved. You have a seven-foot-three giant. You have, you have Sanjay Dutt. And Satnam Singh wearing turbans for no apparent reason. You'd think in a no DQ, because they don't normally wear them, it wasn't a new fashion idea. It was it would be to hide weapons. You have the Golden Globe, which is something I keep forgetting exists. No, and, and was then, it the Golden Globe? It was. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the one from the, the dude from, yeah. uh, I, I, what, I can't remember what. Cobra God. Kai. Cobra Kai, okay. Yeah. Housing. They haven't met, yeah, the guy who's Hells disappeared, yeah. but they still have his Golden Globe. It's like he doesn't want it back. I mean, you think he'd hire a counter lawyer or something. Anyway, Chris is right. I mean, and Satnam Singh, the only reason is there is to do a stupid-ass comedy spot with Dan Housen, which turns into a stupid-ass comedy spot involving Orange Cassidy as well. I mean, yeah, this match was completely overbooked. It was all over the place. Uh, it wasn't particularly entertaining. The whole reason for Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and there were to general it, but they really didn't, or if they did, and they did the best they could, um, wow. I mean, there were a lot of moving parts for nothing to happen for basically a team to retain. And as soon as you, you saw that they, the best friends weren't cleared just because a week before they took pipe shots to the head, but Danhausen who took a cast shot to the head that night and orange Cassidy, who was in a brutal match, uh, where he has ice on his ribs. He's over there. They're both cleared, but the other guys can't, I mean, you knew Danhausen was there just to take the pin. And I, on Hammerlock Hangover, for anyone who listens to both, I did pick the acclaim that this was going to correct their wrong. And then I'm like, but Dan Housen is a face, so that it, so it's going to stay with the guns. And, you know, it's too soon to change these titles. 
they're not the trios titles and so on on cage before i was on the record as as getting this one right so you know uh i take no pride in it. It, it, it this 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 was a clusterfuck and again this this we've we've seen this kind of clusterfuck with jay i mean jay lethal and, and jeff jarrett this is like their fourth tag team title shot in like five weeks maybe less i mean i think they had like two in three days uh i don't know this 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 could have been on rampage could have been on dynamite oh, definitely definitely rampage i agree with chris it should have just been team on team and then FTR could have come out for the for the big reveal, and somehow Dax Harwood got busted open hard way. You know, basically his first action in a month and a half or, or more, and and you know was somehow some scar still opened up, or 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 somebody hit him too hard. I don't know, whatever it was, but I I, I thought this match was a annoying waste of time. Well, speaking of FTR, because post match the House Boys are interviewed in the ring, and Colton asks. Who's an ass boy now? Well, let's be honest, them two are pretty much still ass boys. Austin claims they're the best tag team in the world, but then as soon as they mention that, we hear the music and FTR are back. They hit the ring and lay them out with a shatter machine. Dax is bleeding for some reason. We don't even know when or where that happened. And then they pick up the AW World Tag Team Championship title belts and hold them up high, pretty much proclaiming to become your future AEW World Tag Team Champions. Um, I'm going to say this. Cash Wheeler looked much better right now in, in shape. He looks much better in shape. Dax Hardwood looks fucking like Dax Hardwood. And um, yeah, are you guys happy that they're back? I mean, they really needed someone like an FTR to save this damn tag team division. Right, Chris? I mean... Yeah, we've been saying for a little while now that the trios t- titles have sort of weakened the tag division, which at one they point... They have. They really have. Which at one point I would have said was one of the major strengths of AEW as a co- as a company, the, the tag team division. So FTR coming back is going to be good for the tag team division. Um, is it going to be good for FTR? To be honest with you, I feel almost bad that they're back. Um just because I feel like this company is having such a hard time booking anything properly. And these are guys who, you know, kind of openly came out and sided with CM Punk and a lot of the stuff that was going on. And in case you didn't notice from the results on tonight, uh, that's not really the way the company sees how things went. So, Or do they? I mean, the elite lost. Yeah, but every other situation was the young guys going over the former WWE, type, you know, the former WWE guys. Um, Except for the House of Black. There's former WWE guys that actually went over AEW well, originals. That's what he said, what he said every right, 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 exactly. <laughs> no, you're right. Spot yeah. on. Uh, but yeah, so I love FTR. Like they're, uh, I mean, when we've done the end of the, the end of year awards, I think four years in a row now, Jimmy, or three, I think if we do one again this year, it'll be four years in a row where I say I think FTR are the tag team of the year. So you can tell I think they're the best tag team in wrestling. So, yeah, I'm excited to see them back. Am I excited to see them in this particular feud? No, but seeing them on my TV weekly will be better than not seeing them on my TV weekly. Well, I'll give you a little fun fact that I'm sure you don't give a shit about, but I'll say it anyway. Did you know... uh... I've got a soft spot now for Dax Hardwood because he's married to a Greek chick. I actually didn't know that. You're so, right. I don't you care. 
<laughs> I wanted to mention it. So go, good on uh, Dax Hardwood. He knows what he's doing or doesn't because uh, they're pretty fierce. But anyway, let's move on from that. Um, I would have rather him in WWE personally at this point, but uh, whatever. I mean, uh, everyone's reading this reappearance, meaning that they've re-signed, which it may be. Oh, but come on. It doesn't, it's safe it doesn't, to say they would be. I mean, it, it could just be that they're finishing out doing this this program. I mean, yeah, That's I think exactly. it probably nods to that, but it's not a guarantee. I mean, you know. Nothing's you, a guarantee, but I'll be you, surprised. You go out doing the honors. I mean, so, you know, I, I, I wouldn't read, you know, like, I wouldn't read too much into Kenny's body language. I wouldn't read too much into His the, body language was the, off, though. you got to admit that. No, I don't. All I have to admit is that you kept saying it was. It I, felt I, like, it seemed like it to me, man. I, I don't know. I'm not a student of Kenny, but I, I, I've i never found his body language to be particularly interesting one way or another. Um, <laughs> anyway, enough. I'm just saying that you can't read too much from anything. And this might be what tk wanted you to, i mean he probably offered them a lot of money maybe they said we're feeling better uh so yeah why don't you come in and we'll you know we'll, we'll put you over and even if you want to leave you're gonna you're gonna leave ending strong but if you do decide to leave you, you'll put over the boys and you know and, and you know i'm just i'm i'm saying i wouldn't be surprised if they re-sign or already have signed an extension but i you know until we get it from a credible source I wouldn't read too much into. I mean, wrestlers do this all the time. They come in, they make an entrance, they make a show. That doesn't mean they always win. I mean, if, if that was the case, Lance Archer would be your your five time AEW champion already. No, he wouldn't. He's he's uh, taller than six foot two, Jeff. You know what? Yeah, but this is what he does. He comes in, he beats someone up from behind, and says, "I want your title," and gets a title shot and loses everyone. This should be called the Marco Wrestling League. I believe there it was is. a Marco Wrestling League at one stage, but anyway uh yeah look it is what it is as far as ftr goes though i will say the source is the source because um i've listened to dax hardwood's podcast here and there yes i know shoot me now but um he mentions that their contracts are originally up in april right so we do have pretty much a month between now and if if the reports are all true between their contracts expiring if they haven't re-signed already which I'm leaning towards that they have, but we'll see. Uh, Frank says, Dan Housen was the best part of the match. He could possibly be right, guys. He kind of entertained me for what it was. It's Dan Housen. But it's Dan Housen, right? I mean, shit. I mean, look at Chris. He's happy. He was the best part of a clusterfuck. I'll actually <laughs> there you go. that. Uh, well, yeah, he's got a point. It's true. Anyway, <laughs> let's... Mute, Jeff. Mute. Mm. Anywho, let's move on to the main event ski. It is a 60-minute fucking Iron Man match. Actually, can we call this a maybe a 70-minute, 80-minute Iron Man match between the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman for your AEW World Championship. MJF is your champion. Now, this match had... I mean, it was good for what it was. These two were probably the best in the company when it comes to ring psychology and i'm not even the biggest fan of danielson's psychology at times to be honest right but i think mjf is possibly the best in the company when it comes to that in terms of in ring because he has to i mean he's not that good in the ring per se so he makes up with it with all the psychology and all the hoorah that he does around the ring but we had a lot of starts and stops which is fair enough it is a 60 minute ironman match but did it feel like the match went way too long, Chris? 
Um, no, because it was an Iron Man match. I was expecting it to go the full 60 minutes and then probably do overtime because what's more exciting than overtime? Um, what's more exciting than sudden death? I know as a hockey fan, that's kind of, you know, that's, that's different though. That's better, more exciting. Well, yeah, obviously, but I mean, that's, that's a thing that you understand as a hockey fan, right? Like sudden death is exciting because next goal wins. That's it. Um, I liked the match. I thought that they, I thought that they put on a pretty good match. It wasn't spectacular, but very rarely is a full 60 minute Iron Man match what you would consider spectacular. Um, there was a good spot there where MJF cheated, uh, hit the low blow, and then, you know, uh, covered Danielson twice so that, you know, he kind of gave up one to get two kind of thing. Uh, apparently the live crowd didn't really see that happen. Uh, didn't really know that that had happened. And I wasn't sure until they put the graphic up, to be honest, because, uh, Bryce Remsburg sucks. Um, fuck a worst referee, bro. Him and Aubrey Edwards should get fucked. They're just not good. Um, yeah, the match itself was good. I thought that the finish wasn't great. We can, we can get into the finish after if you want, but, um, the match was fine, and I've I've seen MJF put on a really good show before in the ring. Um, when I went to Full Gear last year in um, uh, in Minneapolis, he had a match against uh, Darby Allen that was the best match on the card, uh, and it was a good wrestling match between two guys who were trading pin attempts. So, um, yeah, this was a good match. But I've said it before; I think that. Brian Danielson could probably have a good match with any one of the three of us, and none of us are trained professional wrestlers. That I agree with 100%, Chris. Jeff, I called this. You cringed about it when I said it. I'm but, still mad at you. <laughs> I'm mad at myself. But unfortunately, it's just this company. We know it too well at this stage, Jeff. I think all of us, you knew deep down in your heart of hearts that could have possibly happened. Come on. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get things. I don't want to send mixed signals. I actually thought this match was really good. Now, I, I don't want to see a sixty-minute match, so That's I was true. really not interested in seeing that. But it was actually really good. I thought that this was the probably the only match that had consistent psychology through it. They use gimmicks. Yes, MJF has done that before. He did it with CM Punk, where he got a disqualification to get the upper hand, and, and it worked for him then. But just because it was done before doesn't make it not clever. I mean, if you've ever watched the John Wick movie, he uses the same moves over and over again to, to kill someone. So why wouldn't he use the same trick again? Um, so fine. I, you know, it, it, it's just it wasn't the first time. And I said, oh, that's clever. But yeah, they. it's not just that the live crowd didn't know what was happening because commentary didn't say it. It's also that they messed the score up on the Jumbotron where they put two... Uh, on, on uh, Brian Danielson's face and zero on MJF. So after so it, after MJF clearly just got two pinfalls in a row, it looked like Brian was ahead 2-0. So if you were there in the crowd wondering what was going on, you probably just thought they got it backwards, that it was 2-0 the other way, so that was adding to the confusion. But anyway, you know, that that's a problem of production. Uh, they should have probably put wording on the Jumbotron if they weren't going to have commentary in the building to clarify it. And there was a delay on commentary. They weren't sure either. I mean, they were probably, 
they're probably only six or seven seconds behind, but that's that a lot bad of bad acting, bro. I think they knew. Now, the ending, as you said, you thought it was going to be a tie, and you're like, well, what happens? I'm like, well, it's a draw. The, the, the champion retains. And you're like, well, he can't end it like that. And we discussed it. We said, yeah, you're probably right. Did, you know, Tony Khan will come out, or someone will say Tony Khan said, that's not how we do things in AW. It's not going to end like this, and there must be a winner. And that's exactly what happened. And then I thought there was a there was a really clever ending because when the medics were out there, we saw these silver containers for oxygen or, or nitrous gas or whatever it was that they were using. And we don't normally see that. So we're like, yeah, this is like a video game. Everything in the room needs to be used, you know, for escape room or for a tool. And in fact, it came into play and we're like, oh, that's great. There it is. Because you know, they did the thing with the, the diamond ring and the right, belt. We're calling and- every spot funny enough. And that's exactly what happened. Other than the brass knucks. Right. Right. Everything else we actually were saying, okay, if this is not gonna happen, then that's gonna happen. Right. But but it makes the doctors or the medics look so incompetent though, Jeff. That's the only oh, thing. Yeah, when you start the match, they 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 already got the auction, they used it, they left it there, they forgot and they whatever. Anyway, so there there was a good spot. The MJF like took the canister, the ref isn't there. Brian Danielson is is coming over to the to the ring apron. He's gonna, you know, grab MJF and pull him back into the ring. And MJF just goes like this with an overhand holding the metal canister and clang. It's Brian right in the head, knocks him out. That should have been the one, two, three. Perfectly good end, the end. But no, they have to overdo things. I couldn't believe that. (laughs) MJF has to go for, he has to, you know, take Brian out with his own move, the label lock, which is stupid because you just knocked him out with a metal container. So you're not really embarrassing them any. So, of course, at this point, I'm hoping the Bree's going to come out or, you know, or something like (laughs) that. But, um, and then, of course, Brian has his hero's journey where he's, you know, he's, he's making it look like it's not gonna it's not gonna end he's gonna get out of it and i'm like oh no god no and brian must have heard me and had mercy because all of a sudden like his his spurt was over and then he does the most whimperish little tap ever tapped out like so it was almost like the exploding barbed wire death match and where it was like the explosion with a fizzle this was this was like the most anticlimactic end to a climactic match to a, an epic match with and just the end was bad. I would have just preferred clanging him in the head, cheating, one, two, three, the end. Right, and right. He exactly. He's but a heel. One, That's what he's meant to fucking do, right? They 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 have they, they always have to do like one, two, or three too many things, you know, and you know, if, if you go through the, the all of the matches, it's probably that he probably equals like seventeen too many things during the course of this match. I mean That's it wasn't perfect, but for an hour long match it was enjoyable. For an 80 minute match or you know 75 minute match it was enjoyable i just i just thought the end didn't kill it but it it it, it impeached it it took away from it it did me. impeach it 100 yeah. percent impeached it and uh and it's funny because i actually forgot for a moment that the, when when um uh what's it called mjf hit danielson with the canister i actually thought in my own head now like thinking back on it that was the finish but you're right he had to do the fucking label lock and what's the obsession with AEW and having to do all this bullshit and then the finish. Like when, in this case, and in a lot of these matches, it's the same shit. They don't understand. Sometimes less is more. You don't have to go to those extremes, right, Chris? I mean, Well, I mean, that's what the term overbooked means. You had too many things happening and it wasn't necessary. Um, And, I mean, listen, MJF hitting him with the canister and then putting him in the the label lock – 
that even makes sense because, I mean, MJF is an asshole. Of course, he's going to want to win with the other guy's move, right? Then he can say, you know, I didn't just beat you. I beat you with your own move. And that's what um, he's going to say come Dynamite, 100%. Yeah, well, but usually the heels, like, heels are allowed to lie, right? Or embellish right. the truth. And MJF knocking him out cold with that fucking thing, locking in the label lock, and then the referee going, he's out, ring the bell, match is over. MJF wins that still makes sense yeah. what doesn't make sense is uh, uh, you know arm up one arm up two arm up no Danielson's still in it Danielson fights his way out he's getting the crowd to chant yes 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 and then he just sinks back to the mat and taps out that that's the most fucked up end I've I've maybe ever seen to a match like this just like Everything about it was wrong. Ah, one hundred percent. And Frank says in the chat, Jeff Lippman just nailed it. That was the shit. It dragged on and on and on with the worst payoff. Right. I mean, we're in twenty twenty three. Let's be Frank? real. Hi, Frank. I want to be like Chris. <laughs> um, let's be honest, Thanks. though, guys. In twenty twenty three, and I'm and I and I can see that most wrestling companies get this. People don't have the attention span to watch a fucking 60-minute, 80-minute, 90-minute fucking Iron Man match, right? I think it was just unnecessarily too long. I mean, it should have been a 30-minute Iron Man match. That's what we usually get these days, don't we Don't we not? I don't even like Broadway's on Broadway. It's <laughs> a good point. There was a lot of dusty finishes too, man. Like, that's another thing I noticed when it came to this pay-per-view. A lot of blood, a lot of dusties. But because we've hit it at home... Uh, we had one heel turn, a couple title changes, FTRs a return, but you know, no Kota Bushi, no Jay White, no no big free agent. Don't worry, they do that for free, Jeff. That's what they do here at AEW. Yeah, they don't. Know, but you, you know, usually you, you get one big surprise here, and you know, I don't think that Ruby turning heel was a big surprise. It was a fifty-fifty proposition at worst. FTR coming back, you know, was was a bit a bit of a surprise, but you've been predicting. Other people have been predicting it for weeks. Thank, um, you. Thank so, you for giving me my props, Jeff. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, so again, I mean, listen, I, I'm okay with them not trying to bring in everyone under the sun. It's just, you know, I was like, you think they'll have Miro standing out there, like or Andrade, someone that hasn't been used, that that that's a star, that if people are going to take some time off, maybe they, you know, not even that, and. You know, after an 85-minute match, I, I, you know, pretty much okay with it. But I don't know. I just, I just felt like this whole thing, the ending was wrong, and the whole thing sort of. I didn't want more. I just felt like it, it, it needed an explanation, an explanation point you. at the end, and we got like sort of like dot dot, not even dot dot dot. Exclamation, uh, Jeff. Yeah, exclamation. exclamation exactly. I'm sorry, I can't speak. It's. It's, it's almost late. two in the morning. It is fucking late, and we're going to end it right now because it's six p.m. my time nearly. So shit, this is you know later than usual for all know, three of us. Salad. I'm hungry. I'm not going to lie. Um, Frank says the best sixty-minute match with no blood was Sting and Flair at the first clash, and I believe that was a draw, if I remember. If memory serves me right, that was a great fucking sixty-minute Iron Man match at the time. One hundred percent. That was the beginning of Sting's rise as a main event player as a matter of fact flair really put him over even though he didn't win that time he really fucking put him over and established sting as your future star 
Well, despite MJF using every trick in the book, this was this was you know the whole thing was MJF. You don't have the stamina to go sixty minutes. Well, he went longer than sixty minutes. So this was the MJF. This was the MJF get respect. I mean, his everyone wanted him to tie, get the title, but ever since he's had the title, everyone's been like, eh, this isn't so good. His promos are meandering. His characters changed in strange and odd ways. He's like the victim now instead of the the, the, victim, the, wow. the, the snobby cocky guy. It's you know, it's been weird, but, you know, so this match, I guess, maybe puts him back on the right track. I don't know. Uh, you think? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We'll see. You, you were take, you were you were making the show go home, and I I, I shouldn't stop that. <laughs> Unless you want to say more. I mean, no, no, I really don't. Be my guest. Well, in saying that, you're right, Jeff. We should take it home. So in saying that, Chris, tell them where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAms1. Uh, you can hear me talk about pro wrestling, politics, and just whatever comes to my mind at the time. Um, you can find me on all kinds of things on the PWC. I do the Wednesday night skirmish with Jimmy. Um, mostly that's what I do on, on the PWC. Um, you can find me on a couple different shows on uh, HMG and Channel Attitude. Um, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm awesome, and you can hear me podcasting. So that's where you can find me. Very cool. Very cool. Jeff, tell them where they can find you. Pretty soon you can find me sleeping. Other than that, if you yeah. are listening to this show and you haven't already listened to other PWC shows, listen to further ones where I actually have energy to tell you where to find me. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> if you've already been listening to PWC shows, you've heard me tell you where you can find me at least six other times this week. Wow. So It's a miracle. It. Yeah. I can't believe it. What the hell? What's yeah. wrong with you, Jeff? Jeff me- Lippman just gave up a chance to get himself I can't, over. I, I can't I, believe he's sleepy now. <laughs> he's sleepy now. Well, in saying that, if you want to follow me, you can at DJ Mass Effects, and you can also follow us at the PWC Network. Please like and subscribe right here at the PWC Network.popping.com, where you can find all our shows. Also, right here on channelattitude.com, where you can find this show also. And for five bucks, you can find this talk, WWE and AEW, right there at channelattitude.com. And last but not least, also like and subscribe at hamimediagroup.podbean.com where you can find all our affiliate shows, including Jeff's. And in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. That's Chris Sands. That's Evil Dose Jeff Littman. And you've been listening and watching the PWC HMG AEW Revolution postgame show right here on the PWC Network. And now on channelattitude.com, and we're out. See you. Ole! Real <laughs> dreams, my friends. Ole! Exactly. I can't even do it. See you.